All right, it's Josh Culley here, host of the REI Marketing Weekly, and man, am I excited to announce to you guys a brand new book that is actually coming out very soon. It is available for pre-order right now. It's called the REI Marketing Book. It is literally just a collaboration full of nuggets from 50 of the top real estate investors in the country. It is 100% geared towards helping you with your marketing and your real estate investing business. And how do you get a hold of it? Well, you can simply go to reimarketingbook.com to get a hold of that. Right now, it is available for pre-order and should be published within the next couple of months. So make sure you go grab your copy. We've spent a lot of man hours putting this book together for you guys that is just jam-packed full of nuggets and bits of information about how these guys run their marketing in the real estate investing business. So make sure not to miss out on that. Now let's go ahead and jump into the REI Marketing Weekly for the Who's Crushing It segment. Make sure to take notes and let's make it happen. Welcome back to the REI Marketing Weekly. It's your host, Josh Culler with Color Media and REI.video. And today I'm very excited to have a special guest on the show. His name is Victor Juracek. And I think I got that right. I nailed that on the first time, I believe. Um, before we hopped on the show here, you you opened that up for me. I, I don't ever want to butcher somebody's last name because mine is pretty easy, but I have people mispronounce my last name all the time. It's like- That's surprising. That's surprising. It's like cooler. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's such a weird way. But um, Victor, man, it's good to have you on the show. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, hop on here with us. Well, absolutely. I appreciate you uh, having me. Happy to share some of my stuff. So yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about uh, wholesalers and how to build relationships with wholesalers. So Victor is mm -hmm. a fix and flipper, but he's also been on the other side of that script, which is being a wholesaler. So I think uh, whether you're a fix and flipper, uh, buy and hold turnkey provider, it doesn't matter. Anybody that would buy a property from a wholesaler, or if you are a wholesaler, we're going to be talking about that side as well, how to build the relationships with the fix and flippers and, and people that would buy those deals from you, the landlords and everything. So um, we're going to be talking about both sides of that and how those relationships work and how you can actually uh, generate more deals. If you are a fix and flipper or somebody that is buying from wholesalers, how you can build those relationships with them in order to bring in more deals so that you don't have to do your own marketing. Right. So like it's, it's exactly. probably a, it's probably a good, uh, a good, you know, little deal there for you where you don't have to push out your own direct to seller marketing. You just build relationships with wholesalers and they'll bring you everything you want. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but before we get into it, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you have subscribed to the show. Uh, man, we have a new book that has come out and I am super, super pumped about this. So um, I'm not exactly sure when this episode is going to go out, but more than likely when this episode goes out, this book is already going to be released, but it is the REI marketing book, guys. This is the proof right here if you're watching on the video, but this is about 200 pages, 205 pages to be exact of just sheer knowledge, techniques, strategies, and tactics in marketing 37 of the top real estate investors share everything that they do in their marketing. And man, I'm super pumped about this. This is like, this actually turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to. And at this point right now, we already have over 250 pre-orders, pre-orders. That's not actual orders of the book. That's pre-orders. And so, um, man, I'm excited about this, but guys, it is, uh, absolutely free. So you're going to go pay for the shipping and that's like 497. So it's a nominal fee. Literally I'm breaking even on it. I just want to get this in the hands as a, um, in the hands of as many real estate investors as I possibly can. So reimarketingbook.com is where you can pick this up. So make sure you go snag your copy. Again, this is uh, jam packed with just an absurd amount of information and tactics 
analytics and whatnot and how some of the top real estate investors run their marketing. So make sure you go pick that up. Reimarketingbook.com is where you can go get that. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and jump into the show today, Victor. Man, I'm excited to have you on the show. Like like we mentioned earlier, you know, you and I met at a mastermind, family mastermind uh, briefly, but I don't know you very well. So I'm excited to get to know what you've got going on in your business and whatnot, and just learn a little bit more about who you are, what you do, uh, and then what, how, you're, how you're actually marketing to these wholesalers in order to get them to bring you deals and make life a little bit easier for you. So if you could do me a favor for the people that don't know who you are and for myself also included in that, um, just brief introduction. So who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing that, a little bit of the background story of uh, Victor Juracek. Absolutely. So I am based out of Gainesville, Florida. I flip, I fix and flip locally. So I do all of Alachua County here in Florida. And I've been at this, so it's full-time for about two years, but I've been doing real estate kind of on and off on the side since I was about 14. So it's been a family business. So luckily got started early. I uh, got my first rental at 18, uh, then went full-time with real estate about, yeah, about two years ago because uh, I really enjoy it. I really, it's lucrative. It's fun. I just, I just really enjoy it. So that's where I'm coming from there. Uh, my, I actually started out wholesaling. Uh, my first wholesale deal made about 3000 Second wholesale deal made about three and a half thousand. And I saw that the people who were making the money were the fix and flippers. They were getting the big checks. So I wanted to make that transition. Uh, that's how I got started there. And then for flipping, I did two my first year, uh, eight the next year, uh, did 20 last year. And I want to do 30 this, this next year. Um, and a big part of that, honestly, is the, the wholesaling. And I'm happy to dive deeper into that. But uh, I think my approach with wholesalers is pretty unique. And I just want to share that, hop on here, share that with your audience. Yeah, let's go ahead and dive into that then. I, I've had a couple of people on the show, and we talked about this. I've had a couple of people on the show talk about kind of how they're building their relationships with uh, wholesalers. I think of uh, one of my good buddies, Nathan Brooks out of Kansas City. He's a turnkey provider and all the deals that they get, they don't do any direct to seller marketing. All the deals they get is through wholesalers. So um, it's definitely a, a foolproof system in order to be able to get deals your way so that you don't have to go through the headaches of, you know, because fix and flip, obviously, uh, you know, if we're just looking at that specific niche, there's a whole lot of operations like, uh, you know, wholesalers, there's not really any operations. It's just sales and marketing is really the entire business, but with fix and flipping, you got a massive operations and all these other moving parts that go into it. And so pulling marketing out of it, direct seller marketing is probably a really good relief for you. <laughs> um, and you could be doing some direct to seller marketing. I'm not sure, but let's go ahead and talk about that. Let's open that up a little bit. So tell us a little bit about how you approach that in terms of getting those deals from the wholesalers. What is like step one, and then maybe building that relationship and allowing them to bring you repetitive deals. Like what are some things you need to do? For sure. And I want to mention, so about half my deals come from wholesalers and about half I source on my own. Um, mm. So a good, good portion of the deals I'm getting are coming from wholesalers. Sure. I think the big thing, I had the experience of being a wholesaler myself. So a lot of the, the little things that I didn't like, I was able to implement and like do it myself. Um, so, if, so for example here, when I was a wholesaler, I never liked getting nickel and dimed where I felt I was confident and comfortable with my numbers in terms of ARV, in terms of repairs, in terms of what this property could bring. So I never liked being nickel and dimed on the other side of it where they're like, oh, I don't know about that ARV or what about these repairs? And they kind of mm. they kind of nail you on that price. So that was part of wholesaling. Part of wholesaling is you get a deal. So you negotiate with the seller. Okay, boom, boom, get a deal. And then you find a cash buyer, an investor, and they want a good deal because they're an investor. So they want to, mm -hmm. you know, 
get the highest return possible. So, so they negotiate with you, boom, boom. And I was always squeezed in the middle. Um, so part of my strategy as a fix and flipper, when I'm approaching a wholesaler with a deal, I am 100% cards on the table. Like, hey, this is how I got my ARV. Here are the comps. Um, this is how I got my repairs. Here are the specific repairs that I'm seeing. Um, and I don't negotiate with them. I say, hey, this is my highest and best. This is how I got it. I typically just do 70% rule, but I'm 100% honest and I uh, expect that from them. So like, this is, hey, this is where I'm at. This is how I got it. I don't try to negotiate with them. I don't, you know, start low and then go higher. I, you know, just give my best price uh, right off mm. the bat. So that's just one of the things that I do. Um, but that's, maybe your audience can relate to that, especially the wholesalers. Like they feel like they're getting nickel a dime, even for like $1,000, $2,000. There's that emotional reaction, like, oh, what the hell? I got this great deal for you and you're going to yeah. beat me up over a thousand bucks. That's that's interesting. So you're you're completely basing it off of not like, obviously there's that point where, you know, you have these fix and flippers that they'll try to take advantage of the wholesalers and, and whatnot. So like that is off the table here, obviously. So you are basing almost everything off of just sheer numbers. Like you're literally coming back to the wholesaler and saying like, this is what I can pay period. Like, I'm not going to beat you up on the price. I'm not going to raise the yeah. price. I'm not going to lower it. This is what I can pay done. And then you allow them to kind of make that decision, obviously, if they're going to sell the deal to you or not. But um, it, it's so for somebody like that is the reason you approach it that way. Is that because you're wanting to train them to bring you good deals or what's the approach with that? Like, what are you trying to accomplish there? No, good question. So it's part of that. Like I want to be at the top of their list. I want to explain to them where I'm coming from. Um, part of when I was a wholesaler, I didn't know why people came up with their numbers and it felt random. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, how do I, if I send them another deal, what are they going to come back at? So I didn't want to have a deal. And it's like, oh, I think this is a deal. And I show it to investors and I, I, it's, it's not a deal just because of something I missed. So I try to teach them along the way, like, hey, this is how I'm looking at deals. So that's a big part of it too. Part of it, it's, it's hard to be a wholesaler. So I want to make their job as easy as possible um just make it as easy as possible for them so it's hard to get these motivated sellers i want them to focus on getting deals and getting sellers versus disposition mm. if they get a deal i want to be first on their list okay cool hey victor can take down this deal i know what his price is going to be at um, they don't have to worry about disposition i'm on the first on their list first text first phone call they make okay boom they can worry about talking to sellers negotiating getting leads because that's hard in and of itself like that's hard enough just by itself yeah. So with these wholesalers, are you approaching them as like, Hey, you want to, you want to become friends with them? Or is it like just strict business relationships? Cause I think obviously the relationships, a lot of people don't understand this relationships, just that one phrase there, it falls into marketing in, in, and sales and, you know, their own ways. But I believe that relationships is uh, a lot of times, you know, it's, it falls into customer service or customer relations, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, but those two columns also fall into marketing. So like for you, how are you approaching relationships in order for them to be, for you to be first on their list? Like that's a really big deal, especially if somebody's in Florida, right? Florida's a, you know, the entire state is a hot market, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, much less going into like Tampa or Gainesville, Miami, Orlando. Like, I mean, we're talking ma like a massive amount of wholesalers. So they obviously have probably tried to build their own lists in, in a way. So how are you trying to get on the top of their list? Like, what are some things you're doing in order to make that happen? That's exactly right. So I approach it from a relationship standpoint. So it's not just business, hey, tit for tat, horse trading. I want deals, you have deals type of thing. It's more like, 
how are they doing? What's, you know, what's going on in their life? So it's more of a relationship, more of a friendship type of setup is how I do it. Um, part of also what I do, I have it in my calendar repeating like every Monday uh, to just reconnect with wholesalers. So just, you know, shoot them a text or shoot them a call or shoot them an email like, hey, how, how are you doing? How's the deals coming along? Uh, so that's a part of it too. It's also partly like, how can I help? Uh, so it's coming from that perspective, like how can I help you get deals? So for example, one wholesaler here sent me a deal and like the house was unlocked, he was unable to get in. So, but he needed to put together his numbers. So he needed some help on the numbers, running ARV, running repairs, but he was having trouble because he couldn't get access. So I don't know how much of this I should share, but the window was open. So I popped in the window, it was vacant. You know, nobody was there. It was vacant for years, but I popped in the window, took some pictures for him, you know, took a look around and was able to, you know, send him numbers and he was able to get the deal. And we went from there, but it's yeah. that sort of relationship standpoint where it's not just, Hey, let's do business together. It's like, Hey, let's, let's be friends and let, let's just help each other out. Like, like, and help yeah. them out if they're new and they need help with being taught like cold calling or running numbers, anything. Uh, I just try to, um, just try to help them out as much as possible. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. So like you going above and beyond for your wholesalers, that, that's a big deal, right? So I was a marketing director. Uh, one of my origin stories for getting into real estate, many people have heard this is, is I was a marketing director for a massive wholesaling company in the Midwest. We were doing about 300 deals a year, 250, 300 deals a year. The 300 was our, our max that we ever did. And so one of the, th the name of the game for us was obviously like getting deals, but that was when HUD was really hot. So it was easy for us to snap our fingers and get a deal locked in. So most all the marketing that we did was dispo marketing. And so we had a massive buyers list, but I, when I would get a deal under wrap, say, you know, we got a deal in Ohio in Columbus, Ohio, I had my three or four guys that I would shoot that deal to immediately before I shot it to anybody else, because I knew those guys were going to go above and beyond to make sure that we were taken care of because we brought them the deal. We're the one who brought the deal to them. So they didn't have to do their own marketing. And, uh, but then there was those people, there was, there was probably a handful of, you know, five or six of the, 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 the cash buyers that were on our list that I wouldn't even send it to. Like they were serious cash buyers. They had the funds, they had the capital to be able to buy a deal, but I wouldn't send it to them like first, at least because I knew they were going to beat us up. I knew they were going to take, try to take advantage of us. They were just not fun to work with. They were, you know, always cussing us out over the phone. Like, what do you mean? You can only, you know, you, you can't, you can't go lower in your price. Like, you know, those are the people you don't want to work with. And as a wholesaler, it's like, you know, if, if you don't have a good relationship with them, if you're going to always beat them up, then what do you expect? You know, wholesalers aren't going to bring you deals. You're always going to be stuck doing your own direct seller marketing. So exactly that was my experience too and this happened uh i had a local wholesale this happened to him where uh he had a closing you know scheduled for wednesday and he was working with another fix and flipper on this specific deal you know that's fine good for him and the closing got delayed you know things in real estate got delayed yeah. from wednesday to friday the the fix and flipper had everything scheduled for a closing on wednesday so he has all his work lined up which is kind of a, a rookie mistake but that's a different story and had all his work lined up and the closing got delayed and because of that, he cussed out the wholesaler. He's like, hey, this is this is BS. I can't, you know, how are we supposed to do this? This is unprofessional. You can't push back closing. It wasn't his fault, the wholesaler's fault. Something else had happened. Uh, but then guess who's off that guy's list? You know, guess yeah. who's not going to be worked with anymore? Because uh, it's one thing to get a check and that's nice. But to make that process and make that entire flow as smooth as possible um, is, is part of the, you know, part of being on the other side of that. Yeah. And I think uh, this is a good time to transition onto the other side. So whole, for, for wholesalers, right? So 
Um, you know, I look at this almost as a, a clientele, right? So you have a service, which your service is being a wholesaler and you have clients, which are your cash buyers that are the fix and flippers, landlords, you know, uh, buy and hold guys, turnkey providers, whatever. So like for me, I run a marketing and media company. I, I run uh, multiple marketing media companies. And for me, there is, and we're going through a stage right now where I'm letting go of some clients that are you know, just hard to work with. They pay the money. They, they pay the, they pay the money that we, that we want, but they're just, and I've parted with clients in the past where they were just extremely hard to work with. It's not that they were rude. It's just that they just wanted the world handed to them on a silver platter without having to pay for it. Right. So they were nickel and diming and all that stuff. And so for me, I am willing to cut that person. And as a wholesaler, if you're a service provider, like you gotta be willing to cut that cord with, with somebody that is, uh, you know, not fun to work with, right? Or because then that makes your life miserable. You take that home to the family and all that stuff. Like that's that's the way it happens. It, it literally goes that direction. So from the wholesaler's perspective, let's talk about that now because you've been on that side before. What are some things that wholesalers need to be doing in order to build good relationships with their cash buyers? Or even maybe you can give some input on how to build their cash buyers list because, you know, obviously we're going through some times right now where inventory is really tight. So most wholesalers aren't even thinking about how do I build my cash buyers list? I need to be thinking about how to get deals under lock on, on, on you know, on paper and whatnot. Um, so, but I think that at some point we're going to come out of this and people are going to be, wholesalers are going to be sorry that they never built a cash buyers list. So what are some things that you have seen and experienced that you can share with some wholesalers in order to, you know, make all that stuff happen? I think one of the biggest things is just building that relationship uh, with regards to that, that the fix and flipper, that landlord, that sort of thing. Uh, what I always appreciate, even if someone doesn't have a deal, like if they can still check in, because mm -hmm. uh, part of it is sometimes people leave the wholesaling space and they, they go and do something else. So it's always nice to have someone just check in. It doesn't always have to be a deal. There always doesn't have to be a deal on the table. They can just check in like, hey, how are you doing? Are you looking for deals? And that sort of thing. So I think that's, that's valuable. Um, so it's th that reciprocal. So I always check in with wholesalers, even if they don't have a deal and wholesalers should check in with their list, even if, if they don't have a deal, you know, ready to go. Um, just make it more personable, make it more human is what I recommend there. Um, I would also just, just exactly, I think you nailed it. Just because right now inventory is low, that's not going to be always the case. The pendulum is going to have to swing the other way. This is just a temporary circumstance. So you want to, even though in this moment, it's really easy to disposition if you have a good deal, I would still work to build real relations, real relationships with people because that's who's going to sustain you when the pendulum swings the other way. Mm -hmm. Suddenly when there's an influx of deals, uh, nothing against wholesalers, but their, their services are going to be less, less value. Yeah. If people are able to go out there on MLS even and get a deal, or they're able to get deals much more easily, um, it's, it's going to be a different world. So I would highly recommend like start building those relationships now. Uh, one of the huge value adds for me to have a wholesale, like I don't have to worry about the time, energy, and the marketing dollars to get deals. It's nice just to get teal, deals. So knowing your, your value add for someone like me, and I want to do volume. So I'd rather just, you know, knock out a lot of these. Um, so that's the other piece of it is just know your value add, like know how you're adding value. Like you're bringing good deals. You're handling the marketing. You're handling all the time, effort, energy it takes to, to get these. And um, just knowing your value add as you're coming to approaching someone like myself. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, and, and on top of that, I think a value add, again, like not trying to beat a dead horse, but going back to relationships, like when that pendulum does swing back the other way and cash buyers have a dime a dozen, 
mm-hmm. wholesalers that they could buy from, how are you going to stand out? The way you're going to stand out is by building the relationships now and getting in good with those people, becoming their friends, becoming buddy, buddy with them. The, the people that are in your market, take them to lunch. Like even if you don't have a deal for them, say, Hey, can I just take you to lunch just to, you know, just to, to talk business or whatever, and see how I can help you even further, you know, just literally building rapport with your cash buyers. That's going to yield some incredible results down the road. Because I can tell you this, like back in 2014, 2015, when, you know, again, we could snap our fingers, get a deal from HUD or MLS or auction. And we did very little direct to seller marketing. It was difficult at times to offload to dispo deals you know that i i can i can remember seeing uh, a spreadsheet that we would have with all the deals that we had that we were marketing and it was marketing because we had them under contract we were marketing for dispo and uh you know that's why we went we would head over heels into marketing for uh you know cash buyers and and going hard at that uh, but then you know obviously when we're in a virtual market it was a little bit difficult to be able to build that kind of rapport with people but if you're in your market is your backyard this should be a, a no-brainer for you guys like absolutely so i mean do you have any input on that like any thoughts on that as ha, have you had any wholesalers you know try to scratch your back and take you out to lunch and stuff like that that's happened for sure um it doesn't have to be lunch necessarily like grab a coffee or you know something or if there's um there's a lot of little things you can do to help someone out but um, I just want to reiterate your point where like we've seen these cycles we've seen where I this is my theory on on flipping so like we're flipping you're buying and selling and this is going to relate to wholesaling as well so I'll tie it back there it's buying and selling I, I say my theory is it's the same amount of difficulty always because you're on the buy side and the sell side but either it's really easy to buy and hard to sell or it's really really hard to buy but easy to sell and the latter is where we are now, where it's really hard to buy. It's hard to get good deals. But as soon as you get something on the market, multiple offers within a couple of days. So my, my point is, and this applies to wholesalers too, is it's going to be the same amount of difficulty. Yeah. Um, so as soon as that shifts back, and we've seen those natural waves and those patterns go back and forth, just like you were saying, 2014, it can't stay like this forever. So you really have to work on building those relationships and work on um, doing something sustainably, you know, making sure you are set up for when things change because things are definitely going to change. I've been feeling it when Corona hit and peaked, uh, peaked back in like it was April, May, June, July. It was like no deals, like no yeah. deals. Yeah. And since then, it's felt like it's trending where it's been easier and easier to get deals. Month, like every single month moving forward has been easier to get deals. Uh, more wholesalers are sending me deals. It's easier for me to pick them up on my own. Um, so I already feel that shift happening. Like it's already coming back to where it is. I think it's going to overshoot and, you know, be back to those, you know, 2012 levels maybe. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not an e-com, you know, I'm, I'm not an economics like uh, expert or anything, but if we've seen anything from patterns of history, like the, the corrections are normally over corrections. So we're going to go far into like being easy to buy and, and hard to sell at some point, like it's that shift's going to happen. Right. So Um, yeah, I appreciate all those thoughts, man. Um, this has been awesome. This has been really good. A lot of nuggets that you've shared here. Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up here though. So we're, we're coming to the end of our time. Uh, is there anything else that you want to drop some, maybe anything to do with what we've been talking about or anything outside of it in the marketing world that you've been doing that you want to share, uh, one last final tip? Um, really? No, I think the, the wholesaler thing, there's a lot of pieces there. I only got into a small, Mm -hmm. um, small cross section. What I do, I do like a hundred things more. Um, but I just wanted to share at least like a summary or like an overview, some high level principles with you guys. 
Um, really actually interested in your book. So make that 251 pre-orders. I'm 100% in. Um, just make sure to send me the link or whatever. I'll pre-order uh, whatever. I, I'm deeply curious. I know your stuff is good. Um, so I can't wait to like read it in book format because uh, I see your posts all the time. I can't wait to actually read it out there. But um, yeah, I'm excited for that book. And yeah, excited uh, to be doing more deals here. Absolutely. I appreciate that, man. Well, I'll make sure we get a copy to you. And then you're going to be in, it's probably going to be version three uh, okay. because you're on the show here. So you'll be in version three of this book. Uh, so version two will be coming out uh, around this time next year and then version three after awesome. that. So man, you're, you're going to be a part of it. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Victor, I appreciate your time, man. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all this. Um, one last thing before I let you go. If somebody wanted to connect with you, maybe they are in Gainesville, maybe they are a wholesaler that's listening or in that market, they got deals or whatnot, or somebody that just wants to connect with you and learn more about what you got going on, maybe how they can help you uh, or vice versa. Uh, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? You got Facebook, email, phone number, whatever you want to give out. What's the best way mm -hmm. to make that happen? Uh, best way is Facebook. Um, luckily, I have a pretty unique name. So if you search my name on Facebook, I'm going to pop up. You're going to see my face there. Um, so yeah, just reach out to me on Facebook. If you have any questions, if there's anything I can help with, just let me know. Uh, I'm here to help. Um, so yeah, just shoot me a message, but Facebook is the best. Victor Yurchek. Absolutely. And we'll link his profile down below, guys, so you can click on that and go directly to it. So make sure you do connect with him. Victor, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. And we look forward to having you back again soon. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining and listening. If you haven't already, again, make sure you have subscribed to the show. And then if you're on Apple Podcasts, right now is the time to head over to the homepage of this show. Leave me a five-star review with your feedback. I would much appreciate that. And then, like you said, guys, go order the book. REIMarketingbook.com is where you can pick this up. Look at how thick that is, 200 pages. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't like one of those skimpy, like, you know, like booklets that most people use for book funnels or whatever. This is 200 contextual informational pages that you are going to get um, for only $4.95 for shipping. And in case you didn't notice, that is my marketing funnel. So a little bit of a tip for you there. I'm getting you into my funnel uh, with this book. And so that's what I'm using it for. But that is that doesn't mean that it's uh, we skimped out on the, the information. This is incredible. Uh, book. So make sure you go pick that up one more time. REIMarketingbook.com is where you can go get that. Uh, like I said, right now, I think it is still in pre-orders, but by the time the show goes out, it may be shipping already. So just go pick it up, whether it's a pre-order or the actual book order. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining in and listening, and we will catch you on the next one. See you later.